All right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we've got Ava here. Hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ava runs Sporazine, which is, I don't know, you can go on a little spiel if you want about yeah. all the things you do. Yeah, I'm okay, yeah. I, I can I can go on and on. Yeah, so yeah, I'm Ava Hoffman. I'm a experimental poet, I'm a anarcho communist and all that shit. Um I run Sporazine, which is a um it's basically kind of a, a journal or magazine of um experimental writing written by trans people. Um which I'm trying to put out twice a year um yeah so that's one thing i do that's maybe the most successful thing i've done <laughs> but um i you know i'm also like a, a regular ass poet um well i mean i don't well, know not, maybe not regular but like uh, <laughs> you know i'm also a poet and i have uh you know i have work published places whatever i'm not gonna list my cv of, of places <laughs> that, that i keep in my my pre-prepared bio but <laughs> um yeah i mean if you want to learn more about me i guess go to my um website which is uh n-o-t-h-n-x.com no thanks.com but abbreviated horrifically it's a really um, good domain i don't know how you yeah, got that i was really hyped when uh, <laughs> i got it I, I wanted it to just be no thanks but obviously that was taken and so right was, no thanks thx right uh, yeah but i i i i was really excited when i got such a do short domain name <laughs> yeah no it's really nice and it just um, fits with the aesthetic of your website very well yeah <laughs> um yeah and so you can go there i also have a twitter account which i um post on too often uh, <laughs> Which yeah, is my, my we'll also come to that. My Twitter account is at uh, st underscore somatic saint somatic. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, well, nice. I'm happy I, to have you here. This has been like a year in the making <laughs> <laughs> of us just being like, damn, we really just need to talk about shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of I yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know where you want to start. I don't know. Do you want to talk about tea poetics at all? Or Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can do that. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with whatever. Um, so, yeah, tea poetics um, is like this essay that's coming out via Action Books um, blog, which was an exciting get for for that project um, <laughs> yeah that's but, wild um yeah and, it, and it's kind of um it's basically kind of thinking through what is basically thinking through the the current kind of lyric atmosphere in poetry and how it, it is kind of the way it operates is in real tension maybe with um a trans politics of liberation right that's mm. how I, that's how I, that's the very brief way I put it I, it's more embedded in the aesthetic questions uh, of those mm -hmm. kinds of things and more like imagining what what is a trans art form you know 
Right. And I, I mean, you know, it's really interesting work because I'm always very uh, cautious of like <laughs> what I, for lack of a better word, would call like id poetics of like, you know, how do you like the, the typical like quote unquote analysis of trans work is like, oh, fragmentation, that's it. And then it's like, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, yeah, you go much further beyond that. And like you're analyzing a bunch of different poets and like, a kind of history of of like the development of a lyric subject in there, which is really important. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I will say yeah, I understand. I was very <laughs> trepidatious writing this. Um, <laughs> like um, like I I think I I posted querying about it on Twitter, and then someone was like, "You should not do this." Oh my god, um, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, especially with the name T Poetics, which is short for Trap Poetics, and that's a slur, right? And people, oh, it's great about using slurs. <laughs> you're a person who's having slurs used against you for some reason, but yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, I was kind of anxious about that aspect, and also about trying to say something about identity, which is. Right. A, a I mean, task. <laughs> no, I mean, it's definitely important because I mean, I mean, as we've discussed with like, you know, any kind of uh, left conceptualism in the last like yes. I know, 10 years, especially maybe the last five years, it's uh, there's kind of been this hollowing out of the lyric subject, uh, at least on the right, as seen by, you know, the poetries of Kenneth Goldsmith or whatever, mm -hmm. all the all the shit that's just like, you know, uh, there is no author, like, you know, this work is kind of just existing outside of me in kind of capital accumulation, and I'm just here presenting it to you, kind of like a, kind of a sort of flarf, but, um, yeah, yeah, and so, I mean, it's very, this is actually kind of something uh, Dom and I are investigating in our current project of kind of like what a, what a um, very specifically articulated lyrical sub, lyric eye or lyric subject looks like right now, because, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, uh, one thing, I mean, I, I, I'm like almost incapable of talking about poetry without quoting Sean Bonney. So that's just like <laughs> a huge caveat I'm putting here, starting the podcast mm -hmm. again. <laughs> but like uh, Bonney has this line in the Commons where he's like, um, I cannot leave who I am. And yet he's also interested yeah. in the project there of like, you know, what it's like to have different voices slip through his. And like, you know, the kind of, uh, the kind of experience it is to kind of go around like, uh, you know, unintentionally eavesdropping and absorbing all of these other lyric consciousnesses. Um, and so uh, that, the kind of role that that plays in, in any conceptual art or even just like, you know, not, not totally mm -hmm. conceptual, but left, left experimentalism, I yeah. think is interesting or just, you know, left poetry in general. Yeah. And um, that, that was part of why I was kind of, I, I went and, and ahead and wrote it was because I felt like like there really is not an, a, a very good accounting of right. identity in, in experimental writing right now. Uh, right, yeah. Which, 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 which means we've kind of left identity to like the like like you said the, the conceptualists and kind of the um, a, mm -hmm. a version of the lyric which has been hollowed out of maybe its political dimensions, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
Yeah, there's also, I mean, to just like draw back on a longer tradition of maybe um, mm -hmm. experimentalism, if not overt conceptualism, I mean, and in terms of um, identity being left out of the discussion, <laughs> but kind of like overtly there. I mean, if you look at the the tradition of language poetry and like the, the violence of anthologizing that it's kind of left on uh, like any of the black language poets, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like Harriet Mullen wasn't included in any of the anthologies. Um, I mean, even like post post language um, poets like uh, yeah. M. Norbsa Philip, just like you know, are totally left out of this tradition. That like you know, they you can definitely see a lineage there of, um, and it's like yeah, it's it. I don't think language poetry has ever like you know had to confront its own whiteness, <laughs> or no, like, you know, it, no. I, I mean, it's it's happening only kind of in this last in the. 2010s decade, right? Was, yeah, and it's it unfortunate because it's happening. <laughs> it's um, unfortunate because they're taking up like the the the, the torch of um, what is it like the fucking Barrett Watton, Lynn Hygienian free free speech shit. Oh my god! Like yeah. just really embarrassing to to have this entire. I mean, and Ron Silliman's like liberalism. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's part of why uh, I had you read this horrible <laughs> book called The Uprising, because I do feel like um, in some of what it's talking about, it, it is uh, offering like a, a, a counter aesthetics to conceptualism, right. which, which, is tra which Trap Poetics is also mm. drawing from, mm. um, where... Um, I'd agree uh, with that. We don't have to talk for extremely long about it but basically you know um part of what uh franco bifo berardi uh mm -hmm. says about like the sign and and symbols and also language is really interesting to me in the sense that um yeah. you know he, he said he says that like at least the mythology about like finance capital is mm. that it has been abstracted away entirely from the material, right? Is that it's right. really kind yeah. of a, a sign or a number that is actually, that has the illusion of being completely unconnected from the body, right? Right. And, and, you know, we can, we can also hem and haw about like the, the phrase, the body, but unconnected <laughs> from maybe a, a somatic experience, a, mm -hmm. an experience of like, community and mm -hmm. the the subject right mm. um and so that's what conceptualism is right i think in a, in a real way um <laughs> yeah yeah conceptual totally right. poetry is like is the art of finance capital <laughs> oh shit i really like that <laughs> you know it's 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 like um oh man I'm forgetting I'm forgetting the guy's name the the guy who makes the sculptures of like balloon animals <laughs> right I know who you're talking right? about I don't know his and, name at all and like there are things that are interesting about his work and there are things that are also interesting about um, conceptualism right but really if you if you if you get into, in, into their core what they are about they are about finance capital because if you look at the yeah. whole cultural system that surrounds them and the fact and the way in which their sign the sign mm -hmm. of their work is being treated it is as this abstract art sign that is absolutely disconnected <laughs> from 
like a lived life, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this is this is kind of what um, Heriberto Yepes gets to in uh, in that one poem, uh, post Gulf War poetics, mm -hmm. where he's like, uh, "American Empire oil uh, conceptual poets text: How to appropriate everything." Um, <laughs> and I mean, you know, it, when when he spells out everything, and it, it it's in like the language uh, like logo. Uh, style, <laughs> which is really, really good. Um, but I mean, he's entirely right there. And I think you're right too, of like, you know, conceptual poetry taking on this, um, the almost the exact form of empire in certain aspects where yeah. like, you know, at least, I mean, you know, we, I, I love to poke at Kenneth Goldsmith, but he, I mean, he's the easiest example. He's, um, a, he's uh, an easy target. Right. I mean, he's wearing his fucking fedora. Like, oh my on. God. Anyway. Which way? <laughs> Um, but I mean, he's got, um, I mean, his work just like totally embodies like the accumulation of capital of just like, I mean, you just yeah. think of like how big his works get. I mean, the fucking shit with Clinton's emails, you've got like, you know, he, he at one point just like what republished capital, I think in gold. <laughs> I really have no fucking clue. It's, it's all so dumb. Like yeah, <laughs> republishing capital in gold is 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 like a a, a comedy sketch. Right, <laughs> but I mean, but the, then it's then it's like it's like you know documenting the process of the commodification of itself as it re-enters the market under this new authorship that's totally false. Like it's yeah. so bizarre. Um, and yeah, and, and I mean, if to go further, right, like. I think a, another dimension of why, you know, why Goldsmith's work is so kind of morally <laughs> repugnant <laughs> is is the fact that and, and like and, and and it is actually like that question of the body, right? Right. Is, is that oh um you know, you know, his kind of big appropriation thing yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for a while it has not been just the appropriating of random texts. It's been appropriating texts yeah. about violence and disaster and, and representing them like his book Seven American Deaths and Disasters, right? Is, yeah. Is just him appropriating text from mm. violent actions as art, right? And then right. it's right. actually abstracted away from the genuine genuine violence that's happening. And it's funny. And and, and that and then, you know, and then that kind of eventually culminates in his disaster of a work, the the body of Michael Brown, right? Which is exactly. actually it's literally the chopped up and yeah. reordered body presented yeah, as art, right? Presented exactly. Yeah, it's just absolutely grotesque. And I mean, I, it doesn't, it almost makes entirely no sense to me to like understand another human going through that process of quote unquote making that art and being like, yeah, this is good. Like, you know, it just seems like a total alienated like algorithm of capital doing so, which I mean, is kind of what Berardi gets at in these like, you know, you know, it's all just these like mythologies of algorithms that are so mm -hmm. abstracted from actual labor now. Um, that like, you know, there is no bourgeois he basically gets at. He's just like, no one actually owns anything. It's all just money circulating itself, which is wild. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, and that's also something that we could critique, right? Is that maybe he's right. like the site of like actual. Yeah, I'd agree with that. With uh, actual, like who's materially in power, right? But I think, right. I, I think 
there is a really real sense that there is at least in a, this illusion of of the sign uh, yeah. absolutely unconnected from everything. Um, yeah, I agree. And, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, I'm going to also quote Sean Bonney. Um, <laughs> you know, he says basically, you know, the, the content, and this is a paraphrase, but the content of all state, like yes. police, uh, police violence is the content of all state, all state sanctioned art, poetry. All, all, all yeah. state sanctioned poetry, right? And like, yeah. and like, that's kind of true. You know that 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 that's true of the conceptualists. It's true of a lot of poetry. Absolutely. Going on. I mean, we and can even. It's also, can... I think it's true of if we want to kind of take Bifo is doing and and like trying to connect finance as like almost in in action of like evil language making, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. violence is also obviously the content of global finance anyway yeah absolutely yeah i mean he gets he almost talks about violence as a kind of currency eventually mm -hmm. yeah no you're entirely right and i mean we could even discuss um these kind of like auto linguistic productions that he talks about as a mm -hmm. kind of um if we want to go here i mean you teach in a university and i i don't i'm still an undergrad so this might be an interesting conversation of um yeah like uh, the the kind of I don't know the the MFA industrial complex and the kind of just like uh, the the almost militaristic production of of liberal poetries that you know don't don't do anything and just just are are built to circulate mm -hmm. you know the kind of production of totally like uh, mute like just muted um, lyric. You know? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to get at there? Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I think I am. I. I do see what you're getting at. Right? Is that <laughs> in certain? But like, yeah. In like in my teaching, right? At least with teaching mm -hmm. undergrads, right? I think this is true for even undergrads in terms of language, right? Is that mm -hmm. um, you know when I I'm not teaching composition right now, but when I was teaching composition. Um, you know, like the students would all write in this really programmatic right. way at first when they, when, exactly. when, they, when they would first get me, right? Um, mm -hmm. And they'd be basically writing in the way that their education had taught them because mm -hmm. um, they're basically af afraid yeah. of, of, yeah. of being punished by capital, right? They're, exactly. they're afraid of failing, right? And what does failing mean in the context of university? It, it, right. It, I mean, it means the, just, the uh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. implication is, is a harm to maybe their their financial their future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is kind of what Frere and like Peter Elbow get at with like you know students who have been systematically prescribed a language outside of their own say language or dialect mm -hmm. are like you know they do come to like I mean you know I've worked as a as a teaching assistant in in like college writing classes where, you know, I, I get first year students, like I specifically worked in a, in a, like an EOP class. So like a lot of students who like may never have done like a type of uh, college writing, like was expected of them. And mm -hmm. they were all very, very hesitant. I, I had one student who like, you know, was trilingual and she was like, had such an anxiety over like English punctuation Mm -hmm. uh, and like get quote unquote getting things wrong, and I mean because the 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 biggest fear of like not being able to uh, 
a, like, I mean, other than just the, the losing of one's entire culture and language um, or the, the erasing of it is like, you know, the, you will be told, okay, you know, if you choose to speak like that, you will never get a job type thing. Like right. you need to know, like, I mean, I would make arguments in, in my, uh, like my pedagogy class where I was like, you know, students like, you know, obviously have a right to write however they fucking want and how they speak, mm -hmm. et cetera. And, you know, Absolutely. I get, I get, I'd get these like really old people uh, combating that that uh, assertion saying like, you know, no, but then they'll never like, you know, be able to get a job. They'll never be able to write a cover letter for a job, do a resume. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, code switching, dude. Like, uh, I mean, but, code meshing, but, also, but, al but also like it, it's also so outdated because right. like like genuinely writing in that robotic way is 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 going to do way more harm. <laughs> oh, oh, I and, know. Than, than actually an, an embodied practice of writing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's so terrible that, like, I mean, and it's also just such a kind of bodily trauma of, like, you know, you have years and years of this kind of political indoctrination of you, you can't say that, you know, mm -hmm. and then you, you come to maybe, you say, college or you, you leave high school and you get into a kind of maybe let's say a creative writing class and then it's like oh you can actually say whatever you wanted this whole time it's like but i have no knowledge of of like how to appropriately articulate myself now outside of these constraints that have been right and me the entire time that i didn't know about and so then for those people new constraints appear if we're talking right. about poetry and creative writing right mm -hmm. and where it's kind of like there's still things you can't say in poetry, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in, in terms of like what is appropriate for a poetry community, right? If we're getting back to like the MFA mm -hmm. thing, right? And mm -hmm, what is mm -hmm. what is being taught? Um, I was very lucky that I had, that um, my MFA program was pretty experimental and, That's good. and, and open to a lot of things. Um, yeah. But um, my, you know, like a but shower right now. Hell yeah. But also like there is obviously kind of a dominant style in American poetry right now that's kind of being in enforced in universities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also just like, there's this idea of like, what sounds poetic, right? I think- Right, I mean, and, this is, and, this is and, how I view all of my poetry my first year when I started writing it, it was like, I had this expectation of what poetry sounded like and I had never experienced poetry before. <laughs> right. And, you know, and you, you get a lot of, you know, and there's actually a lot to like about, like, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to no, of course, like, tr like trash on, <laughs> on things because I think it's really valuable to also like, find things that are interesting to think about and, mm -hmm. and, and maybe things that you're initially repulsed by, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of like the, like there's a lot of birds and trees poetry is what I call it. <laughs> um, which, you know, there's nothing against birds and trees and the moon and poems. Right. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um, my, my issue with them, um, I do think actually you can kind of think about them analytically and there's a lot mm. to think about, right? Um, yep. That maybe that the poem isn't doing, unfortunately. But right. yeah, yeah because, because my thing about birds and trees and like the moon in poetry is that, <laughs> is that um, 
a lot of the times poets don't actually want to talk about birds or trees or the moon, right? They want to talk about a, an emotion that they're having, or they mm. want to talk about something that the bird or the tree or the moon represents to them, right? Mm. So, you know, um, and if you think about, right, you know, like the tree, right? Let's go to trees, right? We're living in a very interesting era for trees, oh right? Oh my God, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but we're still writing uh, As in, the, if, in, the, in the political voice right. of the 19th century Absolutely. thoughts about trees, which was also a pretty interesting <laughs> time for trees. Yeah. But, and, and so there's no actual thinking about what a, a tree materially is mm. and, and what it materially mm -hmm. means. There's no thinking about like what a bird materially is or what the right. moon materially is, right? It's right. about them as signs unconnected from mm. what they're mm. actually referred to, which is kind of back to this like financial capital division, right? You're totally right. I'd never thought of it in, in that formulation of like, you know, re reaching for these empty signs that are supposed to carry that kind of emotional, connotation you're like you could be striving for you know it's almost like an empty object correlative maybe yeah uh, i don't i don't know what an empty object correlative is oh no i just i'm reaching for like the the t.s Eliot definition oh okay <laughs> i don't know if it's him or pound where like oh. you know he's like you talk about the rain because you're sad or something like you know oh yeah i mean of like material ish things representing emotion in that way yeah, and and I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get caught up in the specter of of Pound and Elliot and their kind oh, of oh, like, of course not their their kind of the, the, their own anger at um, right at at kind of romantic poetry, mm. which is where we we've kind of returned to in kind of a a, a synthesized way. Right. Um, I I don't want to just create synthesized modernism you know yeah of course. <laughs> and it's so difficult because that's what so much of like 21st century poetry like uh mm -hmm. drives towards yeah and yeah yeah it's 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 kind of a, a thorny problem right um, yeah absolutely i mean this is this is the whole marx quote of uh in the 18th room era where it's like you know we've got to like temporarily forget reaching toward the poetry of the past in order to have like an actual analysis of our present and arrive at a at a form and content that is appropriate to it you know it, it doesn't it doesn't mean forgetting it just means like you know uh like looking at now looking at what's around you and so i mean when you when you talk about trees i mean the fucking redwoods are on fire like right <laughs> uh, yeah i mean how much of like the amazon have we lost i don't know you know it's something that I don't know that a um, a a like military lyric co like <laughs> complex subject is thinking about in the production of a book for circulation with a deadline type stuff, like you know, and it's right. and it's unfortunate how how the kind of mechanization of the production of poetry has developed, but I mean, it makes sense if we look at like, I don't know, this, the, the history of CIA intervention and how all of it works, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, I feel like a lot of the 20th century, it, it developed so disappointingly, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> you know, in, in, in the sense that like, yeah. 
you know. You heard it here. Ava hates the 20th century. See, but see, I really like it. It's just a very, it, it, it's such a spectacular <laughs> failure. Um, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there was also a lot of successes. I mean, I, I don't want to actually de-emphasize how radically the world changed in that century. No, but, of course. It's almost, it's almost dizzying. It's definitely dizzying. I mean, that's, um, we live in fucking capital. But, you know, th- there's also the sense in which, like, um, you know, like, with poetry, you can, like, in that center, you can find so much, like, really interesting potentialities for, like, mm. future avenues, right? Like, you can find right. you can find in a work of, like, uh, Mario Ruckheiser, right, a mm-hmm. possible documentary future to poetry, right? Yeah, which is only yeah, yeah, yeah. now, which is only now manifested a hundred years later, right? <laughs> like, documentary yeah. poetry after, after, uh, you know, Mario Ruckheiser is just right. forgotten about. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, you can no, find, right. you can, you, you know, you, you can find in, you know, in both the kind of ninth, 1920s-ish, and in the 1960s, you find Dada and Fluxus, which are these really mm-hmm. visual, very, like, intermediate, you know, literally... Yeah, no, literally intermediate. Intermedia, intermedia, yeah. which is what, what literally um, Fluxus called it, called a lot of the work it was doing, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, one of, the, one of the most fascinating things about working with, like, Emmy Henning's work right now is mm-hmm. she mainly danced. Like, she was a Dadaist dancer. Mm-hmm. And so none of that exists recorded, obviously. And I mean, like, yeah. I don't know what it would even mean if it did. Um, it's almost more beautiful that we don't have it. Um, and just like, I don't know, there, there are, there are like, there are like diary entries by like all of the all of the Zurich Dadais like of of her dances and like you know, her poetry exists in this really interesting space between Dadaismus and just kind of like. The, the prevailing poetic sentiments of the time. And it's so interesting looking at her in relation to what Ball was doing and like how, you know, all of Ball's success, Hugo Ball, um, is predicated on Emmy like going out in the street every night and like uh, doing sex work in order to get them to uh, enough money to have food so Hugo Ball could continue to write and she could continue mm-hmm. to dance and they could put on the Cabaret Voltaire. Like, you know, it's it's just really interesting thinking about like uh, the way Dada is connected to material in a way, or like you know engages in a materialism in a way that people are easily brush off. Yeah, yeah, it, I I think it's really interesting. Yeah, that's a great point, right? Because I feel like the perception of Dada is kind of like yeah. it's kind of like Marcel Duchamp. <laughs> well, yeah. well, in the sense that it's like oh, it, it's unconnected from meaning, right? When, <laughs> yeah. When when and I mean, Dada likes to play that up a lot, right? Is that of course. we're irrational? Oh, you know? right. No, but, I mean they love um, that. They do this thing where they're like, you know, make total nonsense and then write these huge treaties on the meaning in their art. But I mean, like, you know, like the. I think there's an argument. You, you, you there's a like an maybe a an like a. And a, a naive argument you could make where you're like, well, yeah, well, Dada is also representative of the financial capital in that way, right? But it's Absolutely. really not because yeah. of how actually, like, how how much it is actually about destroying language, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, you know, it's almost interesting in the way that you could maybe make an argument and say that, like, Dada noticed this kind of just 
co collapse and uh, appropriation of language coming on or that they were kind of already living inside. Um, and so they were taking like preemptive steps to destroy it. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's it's the whole kind of like Marcuse, Bonnie, I mean, maybe even Bifo to a certain extent of like, you know, you need to fundamentally change the language and rearrange it in order to open new psychic potentialities uh, into the future. Like, you know, you, with the current like language, linguistic configurations we have, you know, there just might not be a future. I mean, Bifo has that whole section of we live in the no future. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you get out of the no future? And I mean, his answer is like, you know, you need uh, <laughs> you need language that uh, that allows you to access to a different um, uh, like d time flow. Yeah, ex exactly right. Um, yeah, yeah. Bifo kind of talks about conceptualizing a language that re reconnects to the body, right? Quote unquote, exactly. the body, which is which is a, a, still a, a contested <laughs> term, but but reconnect to yeah, like the social like, a, like, a, like a lived yeah. life, right? Right, exactly. Um, non non alienated, or at least less alienated, <laughs> right? And you know, and, and I don't, and I feel like you know, with like with Ball, you know, mm -hmm. you know, he invents like sound poetry right in the sense that right. he, he he makes up words right um, yeah and i think you can that and and that kind of you know in the, in the way he actually talks about it right is mm -hmm. that is that he's kind of upset about all the history that has accumulated <laughs> around language right right and, right and and, and, the, and the actual his his frustration with that and his need for a new language, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting dilemma. I mean, it's almost similar. I, I, I'm not going to say it's um, identical, obviously, but it's similar to the to the kind of joint uh, frustration that uh, like Paul Celan and say Elie Wiesel faced mm -hmm. uh, post uh, post Holocaust writing. It's like you know, how do you write in the language of like the negation of humanity? And you know, for Celan, it was you know well, I obviously need to just like utterly destroy this language and try to find beauty in it still, um, if even beauty or, or just like some some human aspect in it. And for Elie Wiesel, it was like, you know, all right, I'm going to French. I can't do German anymore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, or I mean, you know, a kind of return to Yiddish for him, which has been, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, it's 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 really interesting. Uh, and also, like you know, I'd I'd, I'd be interested in you know looking at balls, um, looking at balls kind of turn toward new linguistic productions, new languages, in order to kind of avoid or make or, or kind of negate or pose as opposite uh, a language that is free of like you know let's say the historical violence of any national language and any nationalizing project. Right. You know, it's kind of what Zaum poetry, you could say, aspires to, and like Mirs Kalmsa and whatnot. Yeah, no, uh, I I think that's that's kind of precisely it, right? And and I I actually now want to like connect this kind <laughs> yeah. of aesthetic attempt to to make a new poetry or yes. to make a new language, right? Mm -hmm. And and actually, you know, and and this is what I did in the latest. Um, installment of, of T Poetics mm -hmm. is, a, is actually draw a, a, a direct connection from that. I need to find and create a new language to actually, you know, trans 
history and and right. the fact that you know the, the 20th century was also the history where trans people were trying to figure out their mm-hmm. the, the language to describe themselves and you can say we're still <laughs> trying to figure out that, that language right absolutely yeah yeah and it's, yeah and yeah, and so be. i think there's a you know to me that these are two like really actually deeply connected threads right mm. <laughs> in the sense that absolutely um the, the continual struggle to actually make a language um mm-hmm. for ourselves um in, in hollowing out the inside right. of, of english <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, oh hell yeah no i absolutely agree and, and this is why and, yes, in, and, and in that sense right like you know in that sense you know, trans liberation as a movement has been like actually one of the one of the most successful interventions in the English language and in, in 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 recent memory, right? And the fact that yeah. um, you know, and to the extent that we've changed an actual, <laughs> yeah, we've, cha- we've changed the actual pronouns. Yeah, I knew you were going to use the grammar. Absolutely. You know, we, 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 Hell yeah, yeah, in the. In, or we've at least changed accepted usage uh, 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 of, you know, of they, Yeah, them, you're totally pronoun. right. You're totally right. And that's a crazy intervention, right? It totally is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, I, and I almost <laughs> want to say, is that not almost like a kind of poetic intervention? That's, that's... Oh, well, it absolutely <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, if poesis is the creation of a thing and the thing is a word, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were gonna say something. Sorry for my. my oh no, I kind of forgot it because I was uh, enraptured in that articulation. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! I was gonna say, um, in the in the creation of this new language, and you know, hollowing out of the old, and like you know, these two are obviously deeply intertwined. I mean, I kind of want to relate this to your poetic projects, in that you know. Your poetry has always really fascinated me because it isn't just formal, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's, that's such a, um, I've been talking about this a lot with Margot is like, you know, how, how do you have an avant-garde that doesn't just try to formally experiment anymore and like, you right. know, actually addresses something new in the content and like, you know, it's obviously connected. And I mean, Chris Nealon has a better articulation of this than I could with just like, you know, the synthesis of form and content as matter, um, in poetry, um, and so like the the matter of your poetry being like a- actually saying things still and like you know the obfuscation of a lot of the i mean i think the first poetry i encountered of yours was the um bracket dot 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 close bracket yeah yeah and so the, that project yeah and i forget you had another one at the time ah oh, fuck what was it called is it is it the cross outs uh no it was it, a, it was this classic whole flowers book. No, I have. I know that one too. Okay, it was the, sorry. It was like the the grimoire you were doing, kind of. Oh, that, that's the same project. Oh, sorry. Okay, yes. Yeah. So bra- that that one. Bracket ellipsis oh, bracket, bracket was is, the grimoire. Is the right. grimoire. Yeah. Um, um, and so just the way, like in that, and I mean, up to your current projects with like the comics that you're doing, mm-hmm. um, and even like the way the the transpoetics essays work is like you know. You're still, oh Jesus Christ, the ice cream man stays outside our house for like 20 minutes every day. Um, <laughs> it's seriously like mind melting. Um, I like just the like ice cream. reading. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, I'll just, um, yeah, no, the way that your, your work is, you know, formally new, like it's, it's a conjunction in poetry that hasn't 
to my knowledge, happened yet. Um, and like, you know, it combines at, you know, the intersection of your political identity, your, um, you know, entire history and like your, your drive to do this new um, move in, in poetics. And yet you're also, your, your content is still, I guess, I guess my fascination is just that it's still saying something and it's saying something important. And something yeah. really interesting was like your Tokipano poems recently. Yeah. Um, if, I don't know if you want to just go off of what I what I just fucking splattered all over the place. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I I was just agreeing. I, I, it seemed like you had a question about the Tokipona poems. Yeah. No, I'm just interested in like what the. Uh, I mean, I imagine the impetus for that is kind of this whole conversation of just like you know, what can I do with this kind of constructed language and the deconstruction of my language or at least the simplification of it, like you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean that 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 was that was slash is part of, part of those poems. Mm -hmm. is, is that is that um, kind of making you, you know? It, 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 I kind of have two opposing instincts, which is like minimalism and maximalism. Right? Yeah, of course. And 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 so like the interesting question was like, you know, well, what if I operated in a very minimal language, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and one that you know, and also in, in a constructed language, right? Which, which, right. which um, you can more maybe readily access its like aesthetic appeal, right? Like in fact, yeah. like if the translation, if I just you know, if I disappeared the translation, right? All you would have if you yeah. did not speak Tokipona is just the uh, its structure, right, and its sounds, absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, that and so that that was that that was part of the thinking about it. I mean, also part of the thinking about it, about it was that I'm I, I was stuck in in quarantine and was learning. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's a brilliant project, and also one of the one of the really like appealing things of like looking at those poems is like I have no as a as the reader and like viewer of that art, I have no idea which side of the page came first. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I have no idea if the Tokipona came first or the English, and I mean I imagine the Tokipona because it just like you're 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 you know articulating within such a different structure of thought that um like not to get Sapir Whorf obviously, but um you know what I mean like it has a totally different um structure a uh, combinatory structure of creating meaning, and so to use that to then build a poem and then take that you know already articulated um uh piece of art and move it into English where like, you know, it becomes alienated from that original piece, but still like, you know, you can draw back to it across the page. It's it's really interesting and gorgeous the way those function. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'll I will say that the two the two sides of the page were were kind of developing simultaneously. <laughs> oh that's beautiful. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Is that um it, yeah it, it, is that it, they were kind of in, in dialogue. Um, oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've always been interested in the kind of like bilingual composition of poems simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, you and know? I and and I don't know if I'm the uh, the best person to speak about it because I'm, <laughs> I'm no, in no, a, yeah, <laughs> in a constructed language. <laughs> but um, no, but absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, your point about content and form is also really interesting, right? I feel like it, it, it is very interesting to me because I feel like 
once again, the 20th century has just all been about that division between right. content and foreign. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, it's a real illusion, right? And people have already said, talked yeah. about that. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, I guess the, the thing that I kind of want to get at is like actually about how much um, that a lot that a lot of art, even like content centric art that is trying to say things, very little mm-hmm. art is saying things. <laughs> you know what I Absolutely. mean? Well, you know I, mean, I mean, this is this is why I like look at your poetry and I'm like, wow, how is it so formally innovative? It looks so different. And like that form, you know, in, in uh, carries its own meaning to to the reader, and yet it's still saying like I mean, it's something that you should expect art to be able to do, but it's still mm-hmm. like a shocking thing to to witness. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I can diagnose the reasons why. I mean, it's just because because it, because it confounds me. It, it can because yeah. it's like we literally live in an era where um, if you have a computer, um, you have access to mm. some of the craziest like image and text production tools that have ever been developed. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? I mean, this is, and, I don't, do you remember and, the collaging I was doing a little while ago? Um, I, I'd have to see an image of it. Okay, but, no, we'll continue and then I'll, then I'll talk about it. Yeah, um, you know, and, and for some reason, um, it doesn't feel like people are doing that a whole lot, even though, you know, right. you, can, you you know, you can literally like make so much mm-hmm. strange stuff that have could never be made before. Yeah. You know, using using computers, right? You can you can make an interactive poem, right? You yeah. can make you yeah. can make you know you can make what I'm doing, which is kind of like visual stuff, mm-hmm. and. I, and I mean, the re- the reality is okay. I, I have settled on a reason, right? the the re- The reality is is that um, um, the the market, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the 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 market looks at it and is like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, throws it, and throws it away, right? Because yeah. that was a big realization with Sporazine, right? Is mm-hmm. that um, when I went into Sporazine, it was kind of like, okay, I'm doing this as an intervention in. Mm the current aesthetics of the moment, you know, which mm-hmm. we can, we can also talk about how silly and ridiculous it is that I, I, <laughs> I can presume to do an intervention in the aesthetics of the moment or that my art is doing anything really interesting. Right. I want right, to, right. Of course. That out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but big, big caveat there, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the hubris of artists, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> really, you know, uh, all art, is going to go into the wasteland, which is perfect. That's, that's right. a perfect destiny. Um, mm. <laughs> sorry. Um, Beautiful. But, um, you know, when I when I started that project, I was like, okay, this will be a cool intervention, I hope. You know, because it was just like, you know, I, I felt like also most of the, the trans journals that had existed, like journals specifically for trans writing that had existed like disappeared in 2015 because of some 2014 drama right. you know, right. you know? Right. you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were all just inherently fraught and then yeah <laughs> yeah it was kind of like there there wasn't one anymore that yeah. i that i knew yeah. about that was specifically for for trans writing mm-hmm. um 
And so, um, and what I realized is to, to make a long excursion shorter is <laughs> that um, people were already doing this experimental writing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've gotten a lot of submissions of really crazy stuff um, to Sporazine, right? Um, mm -hmm. And some really cool visual work, right? made by trans people and that if you if you look at sporazine so much of sporazine is like actually about shit right yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um it, it, it's like it's like about you know you know it, it, it's you know some a lot of it is about yeah discrimination against mm -hmm. trans people and transphobia but a lot of it is also like not about that right right, right. <laughs> um, which was the other thing i wanted for, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and in the essay that I wrote at the kind of at the beginning of yeah. the first issue is that like, I wanted to imagine a future for trans writing, but really what Sporazine is doing or what we should be doing is imagine is imagining an alternative present because pe exactly. you know, people are already doing the experimental writing, like, mm -hmm. um, and they're laboring away uh, in their little tiny rooms, and then no one ever sees it. Right, yeah, it's, it's kind of a supreme tragedy. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's almost—I uh, mean, I, I totally agree. And I mean, this this kind of reminds me of all the all the drama that went down with the anti-press in an interesting kind mm -hmm. of turn around it. Because you know, the the dilemma with the anti-press uh, was—I uh, mean, like you know, we have all these really good intentions and maybe aesthetics, but like you know, ultimately we're just recreating the market in a smaller smaller circle, mm -hmm. and like you know. That, that might have its benefits, but ultimately it doesn't do anything to, to uh, you know, chain, change the, the fundamental structures and hierarchies that, you know, exist in, in that circulation and distribution and production. Whereas, you know, you're, you're talking about like the, the innate and kind of, um, <laughs> I don't want to say like, uh, almost like a priori distaste of capital towards trans art, just because almost all of it is uh, <laughs> like, you know, opposed to capital's interests and so like you know you have all these trans people like you're saying laboring away at this art that just like has n almost no place under capital um and so you know it might not be to say that it uh that it like you know cannot you know be used by capital that like you know trans poets can't engage in this in mm -hmm. the in the same flows and you know commodification that you know capital expects and performs of of our poetry but you know it is to say that like there is something uh, <laughs> distasteful and disagreeable about trans art and just like any kind of marginalized art for that matter um, and left art definitely that like you know capital doesn't want a part of because it's it's you know fundamentally opposed to its interests and and flow yeah uh, I, so you know yeah I think yeah. I think there's that and also like kind of like with the structure of transphobia um, the market kind of looks at experimental art goes what is this and then <laughs> and then tries to shove it out the, the door, right? Yeah, it's very reactionary <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, and yeah, the, the stuff about the anti-press is also interesting and, and everything that happened with that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, mean, I, and I mean almost... but I mean, Sporazine, like, yeah. Like Sporazine is really kind of influenced by certain things from mm -hmm. that. Uh, the anti-press yeah. kind of year that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's worth but, talking but, about. But, it, but it's also, about. but I mean, it's, it, it, 
it's also kind of like it is there's a huge influence by it but on the other hand right like um i run it i'm the sole person that runs it exactly so and i and i sometimes question that like Mm -hmm. is that a good thing to do but also on the on the other other hand uh, um you know i i i i basically just put a bunch of money into it yeah exactly (laughs) and and try to redistribute Mm-hmm. Like all the all the money that Swarzine makes, I'm I'm trying to put back uh, into the pockets of contributors. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know. Is... It's 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 complicated, right? I think if we want to get into the anti press, right? Because um, mm-hmm. I'm a, a a lot of stuff that that happened kind of during that anti press year, right? it I don't know yeah there's a lot of questions to be had I, I think especially as, as trans people and right uh, in the wake I mean, of that you know, <laughs> I think almost I, I've come to a a similar analysis to my closing analysis of Marl's Karks that made me end it for like a, a good eight months <laughs> and you know to where I am now kind of reconstructing uh, Woa Roa from the ashes of that you know of seeing the success of something like Greveland and Sporazine and like you know these these few people if not one sole person you know succeeding at you know building these these community structures that are able to actually get some money in the pockets of you know poets who otherwise have very little Mm -hmm. um and so you know i almost i'm less concerned about like you know uh i mean you know this is just because i'm 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 not an anarchist and you know i'm less concerned about the 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 problems and like dilemmas of oh it's it's me in charge of all of it which i mean you know is a valid thing from from anarchist Mm -hmm. standpoints but like you know that was a lot of the unnecessary drama with the antipress is like, well, someone needs to run it, obviously. And it's pretty much just me with countless hours of labor and, you know, work and printing and stapling and cutting that, um, and, and you know, shipping and, you know, a lot of my own expenses that like, you know, I, I didn't entirely understand how any of it was problematic at the time. And I, I don't necessarily think it was, you know, I mean, it's impossible for me to, as a, as a person, a single person in capital to just absolutely avoid, you know, right. entering that current at all and, you know, participating in its flow. You know, if the art I'm helping to distribute is antithetical to it, but somehow has to, you know, necessarily engage in a process of commodification that, you know, allows the work to get out there, it's like, well, fuck, I guess I, I need to. You know, it, it's yeah. difficult to imagine avenues outside of it unless like, you know, even even posting a poem to the timeline is is mm-hmm. good, but then it's like Twitter's making money off of this. It's like, fuck, how, mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's the problem of Patreon. It's like, you know, damn, I want to make money as an, as an individual artist, but you know, Patreon's taking a cut of this. It's like, what the fuck do I do? Um, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, the, it, the real answer is just you have to work towards abolishing capital and you like, you know, the entire destruction of the system as it exists. And it's almost seems silly. Right. But it's, it, it's, yeah. it's, un, it's, it's unhelpful for me now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. like, like um, unless capital disappears tomorrow. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I still have to 
live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's I, why I, it's like, you know, all of this shit about, like, you know, giving poets shit for, like, getting money for their art. It's like, what the fuck is this for? Like, you know, at least I'm getting something for the for the supposed fruits of my labor if we're going to talk about that. Right. Um, and Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, like, <laughs> shit on... on <laughs> Oh um, no, on, on me the, neither. B- because because at the same time, those like sentiments and anxieties are correct, right? Absolutely, no, totally. But also, they're 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 kind of born out of <laughs> sentiments and anxieties, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. It, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of an I don't know. Everything is an intractable problem. Right. Right. No solution. <laughs> Life is an endless conundrum. Anyway, <laughs> but but. But I mean, really, it, it you know, I think, I mean, I, I think something that is sad and sucks is is that it 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 seems like it it's really hard for trans people to build like long term projects yeah. right, right now. This is in, in this, this is... current era. There mm-hmm. have, there has not been a whole lot of trans people. Building. You're entirely right. I mean, this is the tragedy of the anti-press. It's like, you know, we, we fucking tore each other apart within a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, none of us wanted to either. It was, you know, it was founded on, you know, cross-press cross, cross um, press solidarity, cross-individual solidarity, and all of that dissolved due to, due to dramas that were unnecessary. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, almost critiques that were unfounded at the time. Uh, which, you know, it's... I still stand by like the critique I had of the anti-press when I when it when it ended, um, but like you know in in re refounding Wawaroa, I don't know that it's a useful label at all, um, because I mean I just want to you know make make art and give art to people and get money to the to the artists and like that's really, I, I mean you know it's it's impossible to do these things without engaging in capital, obviously. So it almost seems silly right now to have those be one of the problems that we, that we you know, you know, cry ourselves to sleep over. Even though I, I acknowledge it as a problem, it's just like, this is one that uh, we need a revolution first before I can solve it. Right, yeah. And I mean, it, 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 it's, it's like massively secondary to like right. everything <laughs> else capital is doing, you know? Yeah, if, it's I, can, like, if I can use these, these platforms to get people some money to help them that is know, pay their fucking different. rent, it's way more necessary than like, oh, the problematics of me selling my art, right? Yeah, no, it, absolutely, right, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's a whole thing, it's a whole thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I just, and, 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 and it makes me wonder, like, how, I don't know, like, <laughs> society is already so stacked against trans people mm. making long-term projects that give money right. to trans people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like, like if we could, if we could actually like build mm-hmm. systems that could actually get resources to 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 people, that would yeah. be like a way bigger help. You know, you know. Yeah, you, I mean, that was the beauty of the trans women and writers collective. It was like right. you know, Jamie had an incredible system going where like you know, you you you'd have a writer selected, they would get an advance of money that was guaranteed by the Patreon in order to you know carve out some space and time in which they were safe from not having to work precarious labor in order to create their art that would then be given to Jamie for printing and distribution and, you know, more more funds that would then go back to the artist and Jamie. And it's like, you know, 
it's a beautiful structure that I wish could have lasted, but COVID and, you know, other dramas and, right. and the material pressures inside Jamie's own life, um, which I mean, you know, it's so, it's very sad that that fell apart because it was beautiful and get, and brought so much trans art into circulation um, and brought a lot of us together. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was also really sad to see it go. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and it's, 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 it's just kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just like repeating myself at this point. <laughs> no, same. <laughs> it, it's, it, it just seems so necessary to build structures because otherwise. Yeah. I feel like, absolutely. I feel like, I feel like the trans community is going to continue to suffer right because i because mm -hmm. i i don't think cis people <laughs> are gonna are, are are really gonna build structures right. in in order to reward trans art in order to right. in, in order to commemorate trans lives you know i don't yeah. know i don't know no, I've just, this is something i've been thinking this is something I've just been thinking about a lot about lately, I think mm -hmm. with just like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's my own problems with things ending, right? Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you could argue mm -hmm. like, well, the fact that it was a temporary non-sustained thing also has value and that's true, right? Right. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think about this in relation to like, you know, uh, recent occupations and, you know, specifically like Abolition Park because you know mm -hmm. we have a lot of friends and trans trans comrades there, and you know I mean I I haven't been there. I know that's very far away from where you are, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, I'd love to talk about <laughs> what it's I'd, like doing. <laughs> I'd be yeah. happy to talk about Louisiana also. Yeah, if that's interesting. no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just interested. I mean, you know, it's almost impossible to build spaces for trans people at all because, you know, we're, we're such a small fragment of a population, mm -hmm. a, a growing population, I, I suppose, because we're becoming more comfortable. Uh, but like, you know, increasingly antagonistic with, with, the, in, with the environment we live in. And we're all so fucking goddamn separated from one another that it's mm -hmm. like, it's with, when you have these online structures, it's, it becomes possible. I mean, that's how you have like the trans crowdfund that gets, right. you know, I, I mean, sure you can have your, your obvious critique of like, you know, you're just shuffling the same $20 back and forth. And it's like, yeah, but that pays fucking people's rent and for SRS mm -hmm. and like, you know, uh, 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 laser hair removal, which like, you know, some people need to fucking survive. Um, and it's, it's beautiful that like, you know, these structures exist in as fraught uh, forms as they do. And, you know, I, I do agree and believe that like, you know, a, a centralization of those structures would only be beneficial to trans people. And, you know, I have that fear of the, of the temporary as well. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean, I think there's maybe also something to be said, right? I, I mean, I think a lot of leftist mythology is is born out of temporary installments, right? Like, like, the, uh, commune, yeah. like the Paris Commune, or absolutely. Or we'll see what mythology Chaz has in the. In the next <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, um, absolutely. Occupy has a has a big mythology. I mean, yeah. Standing Rock probably the best one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, a yeah. Standing Rock is a great example. Um, absolutely. But like all of these, you know, you're definitely right. Do take on like a psychic uh, countercurrent that runs through all of us. 
And like, you know, even if we weren't there, like I, I didn't even have a fucking political conscious when all of these things were going on. It's like, you know, but these events and, you know, occupations um, like carry so much weight in me and us of just like, you know, the belief of uh, some, some actual material solidarity that, that there can be, you know? I mean, have you read uh, Nick Estes's book, uh, Our History is the Future? I have not. Okay, it's brilliant. It's he's he's so great, but um, it's a really good book of just like you know the the fucking occupation of Lakota lands and then the mm -hmm. the the beginnings of Standing Rock. And I mean, anyone listening to this should read it. It's like mandatory reading for the left. Um, yeah, it's just gorgeous. To, yeah, to see what what can happen when like you know. I mean, even if you want to talk about like when when the fucking uh, Wet'suwet'en lands in in uh, so-called uh, so British Columbia was being, you know, invaded. Uh, you, you had strikes and blockades all across uh, Canada and the US, which l put the Canadian economy to a halt. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that that is possible in 2019, 2020 is insane. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's kind of like, uh, I, I don't think uh, I'm, uh, you, you know, with, with the size of, of trans people as a group, like a like mass movements like that, for like transness specifically, is, is I don't know how possible that is. But I just right. wish or there how, was actually a yeah. little bit more solidarity sometimes with certain <laughs> things. I don't know. I don't know. I, I shouldn't expect things from communities. <laughs> you know. You know. Right, but um, I mean, I understand the wish and the desire for it. Like you know. And, but yeah. yeah, you're 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 totally right though, is that is that I feel like you know, in these movements, right, I feel like something like something is slowly being worked out, hopefully. Mm. You know what I mean? In mm -hmm. terms of like we just it's it's like yeah, we're attempting things and and I and my hope, you know, mm -hmm. this is this is maybe a, a futile hope to have, right? <laughs> It, though is is that um, eventually you'll figure out how to like like build genuine sustainable change in in the world, right? right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Bifo <laughs> reading reading Bifo and then talking about this with such with such hope, you know, <laughs> feels it gives me a lot of whiplash because I feel like yeah, I'm, a lot of uh, <laughs> like nihilism. <laughs> yeah. That is the one thing I kind of disagree with with Bifo about. Right. It, I mean, like, it it ended without an it, answer. Yeah. Well, it kind of ends with like the 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 poetic solution to change. Right. There was like uh, cynismus and cynismus or something. Yeah. Or like to which to I, I didn't change, totally follow. Like like his idea of like the 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 lane, the symbolic regime to change the symbolic regime of finance capital is irony, right? Which, <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> Wait, pretty funny. Um, Holy shit! Wait, that's so good. <laughs> and it, and it's like, it, on one oh. hand, I really would like to imagine the ironic version of oh. of like of capital, right? Like, ironically giving money, or you know what I mean? Like, I like ironic commerce oh, is a really funny idea, but also yeah. like I. I like, I don't like, and he and he and he juxtaposes it with cynicism, right? And like cynicism mm -hmm. 
is not the irony we're talking about, right? Um, right, right. So maybe it's like a hopeful irony, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm really with Bifo there in the sense that I don't really think irony is the way to return the symbolic <laughs> back to the social body. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, very I, interesting. I, 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 I feel like the way to return the sign back to the social body is not to use another symbolic regime. It is actually embodied action. It is like Agreed, actually yeah. taking art and like embedding it back in in social life. You know what, right. you know? <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, and this is very difficult to do when, you know, all all social spaces of art are just, you know, commodity fact or just factories, you know, they're museums and it's like, how do you get, you know, I don't know, poetry in a museum that isn't framed on a wall? Like, you know, and I mean, it kind of, I, I feel like the, the kind of return that you're calling for, or maybe uh, uh, outburst would be simultaneous, uh, sorry, not simultaneous, um, uh, spontaneous uh, functions, which I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and, and, that, and that really kind of connects to my, to my obsession with Dada and Fluxus, right? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Um, is that, you know, there is something really, kind of really radical in like making art and poetry like community actions. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, dude, the, the fucking, when, when I, when I heard that they were doing a community reading of the ACAB nursery rhyme in, <laughs> in Abolition Park, I just like, my body was just covered in chills. I couldn't, I'd never imagined 30 people or 50 people, however many, uh, reading that poem together and like what that does psychically, you know, they, I mean, the way Kay described it was like, you know, they, they chanted, they, they encanted the cops away. Uh, which is which is insane to see like a fucking counter spell of capital fucking working, you know? <laughs> right? I I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, I think a future poesis, right? I don't think this is my poesis. Uh, mm -hmm. A future poesis really is like building. Is actually about community building, right? And yeah, um, yeah, totally. And, um, and like actually like i don't know you can like imagine I, I can at least imagine like a future poetry where right if we're if we're kind of actually living in communities that are actually like connected <laughs> within themselves if, you know if we lived in a society yeah yeah no, yeah if, if we don't we don't live in a society but if we live in one you know you, you you can like imagine like poetry and art as actually being parts of those communities, right? And yes. so, like, I think, here, here's something, I think as poets, right, mm -hmm. and as artists, we've substituted what would actually give us satisfaction, which is mm -hmm. to actually um, have art be something that or originates from our community and speaks to our community mm -hmm. and is actually part of a, a social fabric of, of collective ownership mm -hmm. uh, we've replaced that with um kind of this this kind of toxic relationship with um futurity yeah. <laughs> and with yeah. Uh, yeah and with and with success quote unquote 
Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, to to add another fucking to to just pepper in another Bonnie formulation here, uh, you know, something I've become obsessed with thinking about is you know how Bonnie never posited himself as a poet, and mm. he was always talking about you know. I mean, I obviously believe that Bonnie was a fucking siren, um, but uh, he he was always talking about the collapse and realization of all literatures. And the fact that, you know, poetry doesn't happen in poetry. And I mean, you know, he says, oh you know, the situationists, right? Like, I mean, he says like the situationists were wrong to, to think it happened in 68 or 87. You know, he's like, it hasn't happened yet. We're nowhere near it. But like, you know, we, we need to get to a point where like poetry doesn't serve. The, the only function of poetry is to break out of our psychic reality right now. Or like Marcuse would say the like psychic reality principle of capital. Um, and you know, breaking past that, it's like, you, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a definite question, you know, I think maybe we could, we could learn something from Bernadette Meyer about, of like, you know, what, what poetry's role post-revolution would be. Um, I mean, but all of this presupposes right, a right. role that it has right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, I, I feel like my model for like, what poetry could be in the communist future is like, uh, the work of Cecilia Vicuña. Um, oh, interesting. I'm not too familiar. Okay, okay. I really, uh, you should really read um, Sabora Me uh, by Cecilia Vicuña. Because um, um, yeah. she like, was a poet living and working in communism. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. That's in, awesome. In, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact... Chile. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so... Um, and that book is really fascinating because on one hand, it is like, it is a vision of the future and of the past. And it's all, and it's also like mourning the loss of this, of, of uh, potential communism. Um, wow. I think you'd really love that book. I'm, I'm Googling <laughs> it right now. <laughs> and, and like huge swaths of it are like, just like not translated and are just- Whoa, oh, hell yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like, and, and, like, <laughs> and, like, and like the way the English is translated is very interesting, right? Like, oh, this is so exciting! Like, like if the like like if the English is if like the line length of the English is longer than the Spanish, it'll just like chop it off in the middle of the word and continue climb, <laughs> and, and it like really emphasizes like almost Whoa. the unimportance and like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, the, the really futility of translation. That I, sounds I think, awesome. I think Cecilia Vicuña's uh, that at least that book. Um, and there's a lot of other things Cecilia Bacuña has written that are really interesting too. But that book especially, I feel like, to me, oh, yes. that is like, I wish, I, you know, that, that's a vision of the future of poetry I wish I could have. Um, oh, hell yes. But I, don't, I don't know if it's possible <laughs> now. Right. You know I mean, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very interesting looking at a, looking at a communist, a, an actual communist poetics and then saying like, you know, is this, is this, historically possible right now you know or, right. or in the coming and, and, like, and like if you see the way that it's really embedded in community right like oh, um, wow. yeah is really interesting um like <laughs> a great a great example is like one of her poems was really more like an installation work where mm. um yeah like her, her idea is like what if we took the fall and we put it into a a, a museum room and so yeah. like she and like a bunch of people in her community, they all like gathered up leaves together, yeah. Yeah. Bags of leaves, and then emptied these the, the, the these leaves in the museum room. 
Right. See, like, I like I like that so much more than Kava Akbar being like a bag of dirt is a poem. No, no, no. See, see, see. What is really a poem about it, right? Is right. the fact that it's actually connected to like our social ties as people. Absolutely. <laughs> and the way she describes it is really beautiful. But anyway, that's that's oh, wow. that's, that's me. That's my my spiel for. <laughs> do you want to we've we've been going on i could go on forever but i don't know if you want to like leave leave us with like <laughs> reading wrecks <laughs> oh yeah um i'm i'm happy to keep going um, oh yeah okay cool yeah no i'm having a great time if, if you if if, 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 <laughs> if we need a, if you need a break though we can like take <laughs> no i'm good to drink water and and shit but um but how about i i give some reading wrecks real quick yeah <laughs> hell yeah Okay, so yeah, I, I really, I'm going to recommend Cecilia Vicuña, um, especially if you're a communist poet and, and you haven't read it yet. Um, wow. yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Called um, out. Yeah. Um, and she, ha you know, she also has this film where, uh, which was, which she made later, where she, where she goes around, um, I forget where I'm. I'm terrible with names, but she mm -hmm. she goes around and like asks people like, "What what is poetry to you?" Oh, whoa. the responses are very interesting, right? And she asks all kinds of people. Like she asks, um, you know, people on the street. She asks, I think, uh, a couple of sex workers. Like it's really wow. fascinating. Um, no, oh, I, I recommend that. That's available on Vimeo for like five dollars. Oh, fantastic. Uh, um, um, so yeah, Cecilia Vicuña, I mean, what, I don't know, Ugh. in terms of, of book recs, right, um, I feel, I feel like, um, this hasn't really come up as much, right, but like, um, I wish I, I wish I, my, li my, my library is across the room, so I can't like stare at <laughs> and make decisions, but, <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't have just uh, thrown that at you. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. But for now, Cecilia Vicuña, maybe we'll, maybe we'll. Uh, yeah, we can, we can circle yeah, that later. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Is there anything other other questions you wanted to like? If there's anything. Oh like, gosh, I don't know. Who's <laughs> kind of just rolling with it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I can talk about Louisiana if you want. Oh hell yeah, yeah! If you want to just talk about like, yeah, go go off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so I mean, I lived in in Ohio for most of my life. I lived oh, in, really? a, um, in like a, a small town, like a small college town, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. in Ohio um, called Oxford. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, awesome. And so, I mean, I really am. I most identify with the Midwest as a place, but, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting, right? Because I feel like, um, I, I did really feel like uh, having lived here for a little while, it might be just the social bubble I'm living in now, mm -hmm. but I, I, I really do feel like, um, Ohio is, is a little more transphobic than Louisiana. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think, so interesting. I think, um, at, 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 but again, it might just be my social milieu here because because yeah. I'm more I'm pretty uh, you know I'm I'm mostly associated with the university 
at mm. LSU. Um, and they've been pretty good, actually, which really? is shocking. Nice. Yeah. Um, and they have, like, a really cool women and gender studies program. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it is kind of crazy, um, because, um, we, um, as part of that program, like while I've been here, like, uh, like we've had, and, and, and you can like have opinions about these scholars, but it's still crazy to me. <laughs> like we've had, um, we had Jack Halberstam here, right? Oh, whoa. Yeah, which is like you can have your opinion <laughs> about him, but um, it's still, you know, as 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 you know, it's like actual access to trans scholars occasionally, which is crazy. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I never had that. <laughs> yeah. No. It, 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 it's it's been wild. I'm trying to figure out the other person because there was another person who mm-hmm. was here. Um, let me let me see. Uh, I'm gonna Google real quick. I mean, the the one like celebrity. Yeah, Susan Stryker was Whoa, also. Whoa! Yeah, really? It was in in the span of one year. Um, <laughs> oh wow! The yeah. the one uh, we we get occasional like guest speakers at my college, and the one uh, celebrity scholar like interaction I've had was I was walking into the to the men's bathroom at the time. Uh, I think I was out as non-binary then, but I was walking into the men's bathroom and I see standing at the urinal, Kevin Young holding like a a, a huge paperback book in his hand <laughs> and just like reading it at the urinal. And I was like, that is incredible. Like a scholar that doesn't stop. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, so, that was just a beautiful sight. Not a whole, yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of celebrities visit here. Yeah, because <laughs> of Louisiana, but <laughs> um, you know, it's it's you know, on one hand, right? Like I, um, most of the time, like I'm like the only trans person in the room, mm-hmm. but I think that's maybe a common experience. Right. Um, um, there were the. Yeah, um, and it's kind of like, you know, te- teaching uh, here has been mm. hard. <laughs> yeah, hard yeah. To teach, you know. Um, yeah, if you want to talk about that a bit, because like you know, as someone who's like only ever taught as a learning assistant, mm-hmm. or and like you know, I, I understand at least the 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 stress and anxiety of being in front of a classroom as like a a quote unquote gender nonconforming person. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the for the like for the first two years I was there. Uh, or for the first two years I, I've taught here, um, I really didn't talk to my students about it at all. I didn't mention right. it. Right. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know how to address it. Yeah, of <laughs> and I didn't, And it just, I don't know, it seems like a horrible way to introduce yourself. Like, mm. hi, everyone. <laughs> I am I'm a freak, you know. I mean, that's not how it can kind of feel, you know. Um, have you guys ever had a fag professor before? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels a little bit like that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, we we just got like the first like full time trans professor uh, at my school recently, so I mean that's that's been interesting, and I haven't even met him yet. Yeah, I mean, right now I like I don't know about the rest of the university, um, 
that I just know in like my awareness of the the two departments that mm-hmm. I've been involved in the English department and and WGS. Um, mm-hmm. I I think I'm the only um, besides I think um, th- there's someone there's someone else on my MFA who was um, a trans person. Um, he and I don't get along though, so <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, that's another interesting thing. We can, you know, <laughs> in, in intra-community, right? But yeah, um, but yeah, I think at the very least, I I'm the only I'm the only trans woman I I I know of here. Wow. Okay. Um, I I I. <laughs> I know other trans women like exist in, in, in Baton Rouge, and, and and like I I I've been to like there's like a there's like a community meeting thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that happens every so on every like month or so. It's like a yeah, it, it's you know where people just like I don't know it, it, like it's it's one of those communities where they just talk about how shit sucks you know right yeah <laughs> um, which is which is good you know the support group is good I, I can't believe i forgot the word support group um yeah which is um and, and so i've been there and i've met a couple people there and and my partner uh goes to that occasionally oh nice but um yeah it, i don't know you know it's it's not really <laughs> you know it's not really a uh in terms of like scholars and things, you know, which right. I, I feel like is a community that I'm closer to mm-hmm. <laughs> than, 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 uh, than like the immediate trans community. Yeah. Yeah. The immediately yeah. trans community here, which I'm I, like, it's, it's nothing against them. It's like, a meeting, no, of course. You know it's I mean? just like, it's, it's like, interest. I mean, interests matter uh, like almost over Idpol a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'm I'm way more interested in like poets than, <laughs> right. than, than right. you know. Yeah, but which is like not anyone's fault. No, but, of course not. Um yeah, so but in, as far as the university is concerned, I don't really know whether any trans women in the university. It's a big university, so there probably mm. are. Yeah. But um like um one semester when I was doing my MFA here, mm-hmm. I uh I, and and if this stuff is is uninteresting in the podcast, you can cut this out. But <laughs> um, no, no worries. Like once one, like one semester, like with the WGS department, I took a class that was on like, um, like transgender and transnational. Right? It was like connecting mm. those two things. It was a really interesting class. It was a really great class. And it was where I got introduced to, um, uh, Paul. Preciado, which, mm-hmm. which is this big influence on me. But, you know, um, in that class, that's like about trans stuff, right? It's oh, this man. graduate level course oh, about trans stuff. Um, I'm the only trans woman. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. Uh, kind of crazy, right? Yeah, no, that shit's insane. And, it's absolutely insane. And, you know, I, I, and it's like in, in like my in, my personal life, right? Like mm-hmm. I really try to not get mad at the world because right, my, right, life, 
unfix anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do get mad at the world, like, politically. But... <laughs> yeah, of course. But, you know, like... I mean, it's it's insane to have, like, a cis professor up there being like, now this trans person so-and-so feels this. And it's like, okay. Right. I, I, I mean... Isn't that right, Ava? And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, there is a little bit of that, right? But I, yeah. I try to approach it, like, with openness or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some stuff that really made me on edge, right? right? There, like, you know, it's kind of weird, right, when, you like, you see films about trans stuff and you don't really see yourself at all. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Um. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. that, and that can be kind of anxiety inducing um, oh god I know I can only yeah <laughs> but uh, it, it was overall a great class and it, and, it, and it radicalized me in important ways but oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, like like I'm saying Paul Preciado's is like a huge deal like I was already a communist right but it like articulated a specific oh, hell yes. politics for me um so, oh, it was like, awesome. so, so it was like, um, uh, that, okay, that's another book recommendation. Read Testo Junkie by Paul B. Preciado. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least the, at least chapter nine, just read chapter nine. Um, Hell yes. Uh, read, read the Techno Junkie, not, not Techno Junkie, Techno Gender, <laughs> Techno Gender chapter. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm and that putting guy, together a syllabus. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing that right now <laughs> for for uh, for the class I'm going to teach. But anyway, um, yeah, and it, it it can be. I I have had a lot of stressful situations, but I try to yeah not. I mean, it, it's it's not like any it's not like anyone has like you know willfully. Mm misgendered or denimed me right and, right and, and like ad- administratively like the administration has been really actually really good right because oh, like i haven't changed my name legally right yeah but, i'm in the same boat but like the university accommodates that but but you know lsu is very actually accommodating um a lot of work things i i have i do have to get something sorted out um but it'll be okay um yeah but so, sorry curious. for this. This is this is kind of rambly. I'm sorry. Oh no, but, don't like, worry. I'm cur- I'm curious. Does uh, how does shit work with like graduating and like a diploma and your dead name? So, um, <clears throat> I think what they figured out is that my is that my diploma does have my name on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, because people in, the, in 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 WGS went to bat for me on that, and I actually oh I oh that's cool. I, I actually helped get the policy for that changed. Oh wow, um, hell yes! So on my certificate or whatever, um, it does have my name, um, but oh. like the but like um, on like on the certificate itself. Um, but unlike yeah. the transcripts and things, right? The stuff yeah, that's like yeah, legal, yeah. the legal stuff, <laughs> it's not changed because it's my, yeah. my name isn't legally that, which is yeah, of course, understandable. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, so that, that I was very lucky for that to be a thing that changed. Oh, that's um, fantastic. But I don't know. 
like okay here's something i want to talk about actually here's a yeah. material thing um and then actually maybe i'll talk of, after this i'll talk a little bit about preciado and and, mm -hmm. and trans politics or whatever mm. um <clears throat> sorry for the long rambles oh don't but, worry about um, it. don't worry something that really gets me and you probably will agree with this like is like so on one hand right there when someone like misgenders you or dead names you right mm -hmm. like and you say hey don't do that that's a dead <laughs> name that's a misgendering thing yeah you. you know you say it you try to be nice and like right. their, re their reaction is like oh my god i'm so sorry like yeah they, they yeah, yeah apologize yeah. like 10 times right right and it's like please please just move on right yeah no it, it takes um, it brings unnecessary uh attention to it right right it, it, and it's it, you know it's more about them regaining social social right right it, it's, it's like it, about, it, it actually indicates yeah. they're like afraid of you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because i mean you're you're a source of potential damage to their uh to i their, hate like, that i hate <laughs> that so much please not be afraid of me um yeah exactly but something I discovered that also sucks is people being like overly defensive of oh god uh, yeah um and 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 your pronouns and shit. Um, I once had I once had a professor dead name me I guess, but I didn't even notice. And then after class, she like came up to me and was like, "Tilda, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that." And I was like, "What are you talking? I like didn't even hear you." Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, I've had a professor. I had a professor um, who I'm. I'm really uh, who um, I'm friends with, and and who I dig. Um, and she like misgendered me one day in class by accident. Right. Yeah. Um, and and it was like I, there, that one semester. It was like a couple. Like mm -hmm. it was like one time, and then a few weeks later, another time, and both were accidents. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you know. She she apologized and like she maybe over apologized, but it was no big deal, right? Yeah. Okay. But then later, like almost half a year later, I'm talking to her and I find out that some other student in the class reported uh -huh. the fact <gasps> that she had misgendered me. Whoa! Wait. To the administration <gasps> and and tried to get her in trouble. What was this? That, this was a cis person. Yes, I mean, as Whoa. far as I'm aware, because no one else in the class was trans. Whoa, I don't even know what to make of that. Yeah, no, it's it, it, like it, SJW shit. Whoa. Yeah, like, like, like it. It was it, it. It was very deeply upsetting when I found out. Like, I, I actually, after I had that conversation with her, I like, <laughs> I like. I had to go to class and then I like cried in class for a moment Jesus. and then, and, and, and then yeah, I've it. been there. <laughs> um, because, it, because the, the, the thing is, is it's like, you're, you like you being like weaponized for like God. petty inter office, like petty office politics. Right. And, like, and in fact, like not having any control over like, Oh the my way God, you're yeah, yeah. legislated, right? Oh, I don't like that. Uh, okay, and the fact that they did their whole investigation about this and they never contacted <gasps> No. Right? Yeah. They, they, they like talked to the professor and they never talked to me about it, never asked <gasps> about 
what they thought. Oh, that's insane. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, it, and, and, like, on one hand, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, being, it's weird to be weaponized that way. And it's also, like, very infantilizing. Oh, it's totally. I mean, that's that's half of the fucking like I like I can't is, like I can't world, I can't yeah. take my own identity into my own hands, you know? Right, right. Like, I mean, like cis person for uh, for uh, making there be more tensions between me and a professor that's on my committee. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what I mean? God. Jesus, you know? I'm so sorry that happened. That's insane. Yeah, it, it, it was. Like that, that just seems like a like psychosis of some sort. I don't even know. No, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was real fucky. Um, yeah, um, and like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So that, so that's that story. That's that <laughs> story, <laughs> which yeah. I, which I feel like I needed to tell someone. <laughs> yeah no that's i mean yeah that's that's the 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 pain of i mean i don't know fucking the turf wars <laughs> the turf wars uh, yeah i don't know if you even want to yeah no i'm just like you know you you have cis people arguing about your existence and then half the time oh there are two sparrows on outside on the roof that's gorgeous oh uh. <gasps> yes i need to get a bird feeder um but you you have cis people all the time arguing about you know your right to just fucking quietly exist and suffer mm-hmm. like them, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have these fucking freaks who are like you know oh it's actually my responsibility. You're so brave. <laughs> live your truth, hunty. Oh my god, live your truth. Oh yeah, that's my the god. Worst. Oh my god. You you do you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, and so uh because of that, um I'm a I'm a I'm an extreme communist now. <laughs> um I've 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 decided Absolutely. that I've decided that the only way trans people are gonna be liberation liberated is uh <clears throat> the seizing the means of hormone production. God yes. <laughs> yes. Um oh my goodness. And, and uh, and that's kind of that that's kind of what the Paul B. Preciado chapter is about, actually. Fuck yes. Um, is that um, I'm, I'm now going to get back into theory suddenly uh, and and with no segues, but that's how it works. That's how <laughs> um, it works. And like, basically, he is talks about like the invention of gender mm. <laughs> in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and that's not quite accurate because I think um, Riley Snorton actually extends that date back further with um, the racialized medical categories. Uh-huh. Um, Riley Snorton's Black on Both Sides, which is also a really fascinating text mm-hmm. about Black transness, um, which I'll also recommend. But um, anyway, um, you know, kind of Paul Bipresciato locates like the origin, one of the origins of gender as like John Money, mm. um, you know, and kind of like the, the invention of the, of sex reassignment, quote unquote, as a, as a, as a procedure in the 1950s. Um, Would it, is that, is that the 1950s? I thought it was a, 
Weimar Germany, like in the twenties. So, or is that yeah. is that a misnomer? So no, the, the, like like um, let me, let me re respecify, right? So, okay, okay. So with the stuff with Weimar Ger Germany is like true, right? And mm -hmm. like and, like there, there there was like the starts of like sex reassignment stuff and like actual research mm -hmm. into those things, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, the difference is like the invention of of gender categories. Gender, gender as a category distinct from sex. I see. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, so, 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 and it was John Money who was. I, I don't know if you're familiar. No, I'm not. Okay, so John Money was a. Um, <clears throat> That's a great name. It, it is a great name for who this man is. Too. <laughs> Um, is, he, is it he, he spelled was, like the word money? Yes. Like what? Yes. No fucking way. Um, he was a he's a sexologist, right? And oh, his, fuck his, yes. his work initially was well. You're not gonna like this man. Um, oh, his, his work initially was on intersex babies. Oh uh, Jesus! And he was the he was one of he was the people that started doing. Oh no. Yeah started doing those those like, like genital mutilation type genital stuff. mutilation surgeries on intersex children oh okay right? and it, and so it was out of this that the the category of gender as distinct from sex was invented because because he was like well we can select a gender for them ah and just, and oh god it's eugenics yeah um, <laughs> um and so then from that um Oh, I'm forgetting the name of the guy. Um, mm -hmm. Was it Harry Benjamin? I'm trying to, let me, let me double, I forget. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Harry Ben, like it was Harry Benjamin, right? Um, or basically the whole. Another great name. The whole sexologist crowd um, from that same era, like, Huh. Uh, the, the ones that were focused on trans stuff specifically was like, oh yeah, this idea of sex reassignment. <laughs> wow, well, we can use that for for this, right? For for, mm. for, for transness, right? So um, that was the invention of of th th that's what Preciado pegs as the um, okay. invention of gender as like a, a social category. Like so, it, it it doesn't yeah. come out of like the, so the invention of it comes yeah. out of like medicalized mutilation. I was gonna, yeah, right? I was gonna, oh God. Yeah, it comes <laughs> off, it, it, it's spurred out of the like foundation of like biological sex essentially. Right, and so. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Um, part of what Preciado talks about is that like gender um, is like, is like a 1950s product just like, mm. Satellites, television. Ah, no! <laughs> what right. The fuck? Right. Whoa! <laughs> right. What the fuck? Yeah. So it, you know, it, it is, it is. Um, let me. See. I don't. I, I wish I had the chapter in front of me, but oh basically, God. basically, you know, is that what um, Preciado says is that, like, you know these technologies were already existing, were already mm. starting to exist, right? Like, oh, but they were just weaponized like, like, and medicalized. Right, and, 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 and so there was kind of a crisis in, in sex, right? Where, yeah. where um, we now had the technology to radically 
transform the body um, mm. through um, through kind of um, molecules, right? Mm. <laughs> um, like yeah, through, yeah, yeah. Through 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 es estradiol, through testosterone, we've been able to synthesize these, um, but mm. not just through that, but also through things like birth control and right, exactly. Viagra, right? All mm. these, all and you know, and the fact that. Um, what the medical establishment did wasn't then say anyone can have the you know <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> it, 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 of course it, it, it isn't like the open it, 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 because they the thing is is that like gender and sex are profitable mm. um, and and there are avenues <laughs> of capital yeah um, so basically um, what Preciado says is that um, the way gender is used now right. And the, actually the way the technologies of like transgender liberation, the way they're widely used is actually to help cis people transition into their assigned sex. Right. Yeah, I experienced, I, right. I experienced a lot of this when I was, go, I was going for fucking gender therapy and mm -hmm. I had some insane uh, quote unquote psychologist who was like, you know, yeah, the way the way transness works is like the the gender of your soul in your brain is female, but the the sex of your body is male. So you know, we're trying to make you more comfortable with the gender in your head, soul, and brain than <laughs> than your gender in your body. And I was like, oh, that you're is not totally... true. No, I know it's it's such bullshit. Um, and like, I, I could smell it right away. I was like, you're a fucking gay cis man. I was like, what the hell do you know about how gender works? What do you know about the soul? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking soul. Right. Anyway. <laughs> and he would, he, would do the, he would do this, it was extremely pedantic and extremely infantilizing. He would just be like, yeah, you know, your soul can be non-binary. It can be gender fluid. It can be anything. And I'm mm. like, what? what? <laughs> it was just so insane. And, mm. and to, to have this like, you know, you know, told to like parents who are struggling with their kids, you know, new, newly out of identity and to be like, you know, this is how you rationalize it. Yeah. You know, cause, cause it's I a mean, foolproof system of, you know, not being able to prove it. Right. And right. It's, a, it's, it's enough medically pseudo spiritual sounding to, to, you know, convince uh, a, a fairly, you know, post-Catholic family. <laughs> but it, it's, it's not a sophisticated, like no, materialist. And it's not enough for it's not a sophisticated people. materialist political idea of what transness is. Absolutely not. And it was just fucking insulting to to sit there and be told, yeah, no, uh, your brain gender and your spirit gender are you know fighting with your body sex. I was mm -hmm. like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was so, like, yeah, this this definitely doesn't make me want to kill. Myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit. I, and so, yeah, and so th th there's one way in which these technologies are being used as a very, especially in the first half, in the second half of the 20th century, right? These pathways mm -hmm. were basically being used mostly as to, um, as basically a, a commodity pathway. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there is like, in order to get certain things, you have to live as a woman for a certain amount of time, you know? Yeah, that um, shit is you, insane. You, 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 ha you have to be, you have to be girly you in a certain prove way. It. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you have to be on, you have to be on hormones a certain amount to get 
gender reassignment yeah. surgery. Once you pass- and you have to go to therapy a certain amount in order to get hormones. Right? Yeah. And so you can see that um, like inherent like human, desi- human desire for like a more mm. expansive idea of the self, right? Yeah. Is being is being shuffled into actual um, profitable mm-hmm. pathways, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, and this is maybe something edgy, but um, no, like, no, no, no. Well, what, what I'm about to say. Oh, is okay. <laughs> so, like, the, the so like, um, like, like Jan- I read some of Janice Raymond's um, uh, the transsexual empire, right? And, right. Yeah, I remember. And, and, and um, part of what it gets, quote unquote the the most right right more than like um a lot of like liberal ideas about being trans or even like a lot of communist ideas about being trans yeah is, is that um is that like um it, 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 it kind of claims that like being trans is just a is just a, a capitalist, you know, <laughs> like like there, like there's that <laughs> well, argument, yeah, right? Yeah, but and, I mean, it's and, no, and that and that yeah. it's just a financial, you know, you know, but mm. it's a, it, but that's actually it's born out of hate, right? And right, and, and like like it like not material, right? And like and so it like misuses like a really interesting idea of like sex class. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, one of the one of the, you know, gender abolitionist things you hear a lot, which I mean, I, I might agree with, I, I think, is, um, you know, if we did live in fucking communism, it's like, would I need to transition? Because I, I, I would be able to already like, you know, experiment uh, with my gender in a way that I didn't feel threatened and having to hide it. Like, you know, all, these these repressions might not exist. And I don't know how transness would function. I mean, we'd have like, you know, fully automated hormone luxury capital, uh, capitalism. <laughs> right, but, but, you know? but see, basic, yeah. And, and, and that's an interesting like question, right? Is that like, mm-hmm. is like, is, is, is a trans future and a post-gender future are those at odds, right? And people yeah, like and to I, frame those as if they're right. at odds, right? Yeah, but, I don't think they like, are. But like if a, if a future where everyone has access to hormone technologies right, right? and you know and, and and futuristic technology mediated hum, you know reworkings of, of 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 human biology right that's not that's not a that's not a post transgender future. That's a transgender future. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. Trans isn't you know we went fucking beyond gender. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, and and so you kind of leapt to the point that I that that I was kind of that <laughs> um, that Preciado is like getting at eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Where. Um, you know the, the the point is a, the point is that these technologies are kind of out of the bag, right? But they're being right. used to actually not only enforce cisgender roles on trans people, but, in, right. but but to enforce cisgender roles on cis people, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. an, so like an example Preciado uses is like hirsutism in in mm. women, um, and how like the actual diagnostic criteria are like really ridiculous <laughs> for, yeah. because it because it's because it's because 
you know, they're like measuring like hair length and like oh it's, it's, it's just straight up eugenics because it's also yeah, like that's just like, phrenolo- the, like the numbers are gender different. phrenology <laughs> like the, the, the numbers are literally different based on what race you are like oh the, boy the, the standard for like diagnosing a woman with her sudism is different um right and, and the prescript you know the the greatest percentage of people that use you know um hormone replacement, like estrogen hormone replacement therapy, the, the biggest portion of, of people who are using that are cis women. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, menopause, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so there's like, the, the, basically then the point that eventually Preciado gets to is that um, the only measure of like trans liberation is like the, the seizure and replication and and the control of these kind of somatic um, systems uh, of mm. hormone reproduction not just hor- just not just hormone synthesis um, but also right. like um, the production the, the, of the, it the, the production of science relating to gender. yes yeah oh the, that's the, incredible because the kind of the word um, he uses a lot is uh, the pharmacopornographic, <laughs> which is like <laughs> connecting the pharmacological and the pornographic together, and, that, mm. and that's the era we live in, right? Is that the is that the two things of our era are pharmacology and pornography? <laughs> right. Wow. Holy shit. It's a really good book. I I, I recommend at least the theory chapters. Hell yes. Yeah. Sorry for that long excursion on, <laughs> on, on a Marxist application of, of No, Preciado. I fucking appreciate it. I apologize that I got fucking tired. I wish I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. That's my stupid uh, corporeal form. Ah, if only, if only we did if not only, have. Man, maybe I'm a transhumanist. Have we considered this? I think, well, I mean. I'm, yeah, no, I mean kind no, of. No, 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 I mean. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of trans people are. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'll readily admit that, like, uh, I, that there is a p- part of me that is, like, the annoying, like, transhumanist trans person where I'm like, I'm a hormone cyborg. <laughs> I, but I love that. I am building the future. <laughs> you know? Every time I. <laughs> yeah. Like. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, and you know. Yeah, when I when I put in my suppository of progesterone, I'm just charging up. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got I've got my I've got my progesterone in my estrogen's under my tongue. I'm just plugged in. I'm just you know I'm plugged into the mainframe. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, I I mean. It's not an ill, you know. It's 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 not incorrect, right? As a way of right. actualizing these things, because I I feel like at least a transness which um, makes use of of biotechnology, right, is highly reliant on those biotechnologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I there are you know there's there's forms of transness transness that aren't obviously right, and, and yeah, are, are you know. Are, are like people who, who don't aren't on 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 hormones or anything, mm-hmm. um, but um, I feel like you know it, it 
it's theoretically kind of a I, I, theoretically it's kind of a this is something I've argued before it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a it's an act of poesis of synthetic poesis oh right? it definitely oh that's beautiful <laughs> I really like that um and <laughs> wait that's so good you know uh, there's um I feel I feel like there's a real argument that a big portion of and uh this is this is in the final installment of uh uh T Poetics which mm-hmm. is is not yet out but Ooh. stay tuned um, yeah stay tuned next week um or maybe last week depending on when I don't know if I've read this one yet it well it's the last page so okay I, okay yeah and so um so it, it and what it says yeah no one has read it because it's not out <laughs> part part of what it says and i mean it's also related to some previous pages um is mm-hmm. that if if we really want to look at what like a trans art form is right mm-hmm. there is no way to get around like the universal experience of trans self-fashioning as yeah. an art form. Right? right, right, right. I don't know what to call, like, um, like, you know, I, I talked about Never Angeline North's mm-hmm. uh, work and like, uh, like uh, with Sea Witch, right? There's a tons of mm-hmm. tons of pictures of, of herself, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, of, and that body, her body is marked with mm. tattoos, with choices to dress in certain ways, with right. actual choices about taking the picture of oneself, mm. with, um, you know, and with, you know, the, the use of hormones, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and biochemicals, right? And, mm-hmm. and so I think there's a really robust argument that you make that like the trans art form is like bodily self-fashioning or self-sculpture or like the right. self or whatever right <laughs> oh, that's beautiful hell yes um and it comes up so much in trans art it's like actually um yeah definitely just thinking about it i can i can see it in my own shit the the need the need to take control of of the means of my self, of my self production, yeah. The, 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 not just one self production, right? But also one self depiction, in the yes. sense. Um, so, so kind of the means of my social reproduction. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I love that. And and so, um, transness in that sense is like a a, a bodily sustained performance art, right? Right. Uh, ah, yeah. Um, you know, except it's like an anti-performance art, right? Because it re- rejects performance. It rejects the performance, right. <laughs> oh like, it, it, it is the art. It is the art, you know? Yeah. And so... Wow, uh, in an interesting way, it kind of takes on the role of what we were talking about earlier with, like, the collapse of literature and poetry. Right. Right. It, it, it puts it into a practice that, like, you know... Uh, 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 says the art of it is dead like it's it's kind of directly intertwined with um like we were talking about with with bifo right like mm-hmm. what 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 is more bodily 
than <laughs> actually having one's art practice be be, be the body oneself you know <laughs> right, right oh my gosh um and yeah and i actually have a um in a manuscript that is not published yet um i actually have a poem that it's kind of fishy it's it's kind of joking but also serious mm -hmm. where it's like it's it's just a picture of myself and it's like um and then it has like an art like like a museum tag next to it where it's like um and like the, and like that's and it's like it's like pretending it's like an art piece and it's like i and, and like the title of the piece is i am a sculpture you know yeah yeah <laughs> literally oh my gosh okay <laughs> um man <laughs> and you know i <laughs> I, 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 that's so, I think, necessary for, and I, Man, and, 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 and this conceptualization really like crystallizes a lot of like trans. Eva, culture. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here with my like mountain of different prescriptions. <laughs> and now I just can't stop thinking of this as like a different paints. It's a palette. It's a fucking, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. And okay. And, you know, and so one's use of, of I don't know, and, and so there's a way where you can say one's use of biochemicals in the production of identity, right? I mean, it, it's definitely yeah. more of a thoughtful art process than, than a lot of cis people's identity production, right? Yeah, you're definitely yeah. right. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I need to think about this. <laughs> this is so interesting. Yeah, um, and wow. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it really helped me reframe a lot of things <laughs> when I, when I, when I, when I cooked this up in my, my brain. With like, <laughs> no, this is, this already feels really helpful to, to think about. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. And then. One last thing, maybe, yeah. or, or more, maybe it might not be a last thing. I, I might come up with 10 more random things to <laughs> discourse about and, and ruin your podcast with. Oh my gosh, um, shut up. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, kind of at the very, I'm, I'm spoiling the end of my essay, but um, at the very, so it's, it's partially saying the trans art form are these kinds of bodily performance actions. But mm. also, um, I kind of talk about how, this is related to some of our previous discussions, how kind of the goal of, of transness is to make transness obsolete. Right, yeah. You know? And yeah, it, I agree with that. And, and you know, um, we've said that. Yeah, I know, I, yeah, it's kind of an obvious thing, right? And, 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so but we've it's, talked it's so about cool. like the post- it's yeah post-gender transgender future right but it's really interesting how both like uh, transness and poetry both like lead toward this abolition of itself it, yeah yeah exactly it's kind of like that's really neat art the goal of art and the goal of transness is kind of a self self-abolition <laughs> hey, it's the withering away of the self <laughs> <laughs> not that no uh, you yeah. know what i mean yeah no no no. i get it i get it <laughs> and 
you know, uh, and, and, but I mean, and that's, that's the way I really view trans quote unquote history. Right. Mm. It's like, I don't really think of like, there's a very good argument for why like Marsha P. Johnson is a, is a figure in trans history. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that's also not the language she used for herself. Right. She, right. Used, she used this drag queen language for herself or in the mm -hmm. being part of star, which is like this, I forget the acronym, right? I think it's like mm -hmm. street transvestite action revolutionaries or something. Like right, that. right, 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 right. And like, you know, the word transgender wasn't as it's politically codified didn't exist, right? And mm -hmm. there is a real claim for like, as trans history, the claim, the people mm -hmm. in the past, right? In fact, going way, way back into the past, right? But yeah. It, but, you know, I, I also really want to respect the ways in which, um, you know, um, Sylvia Rivera and um, Marsha P. Johnson, what their actions did in making their own identities obsolete, mm. right? Right, 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 right. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> you, you know, like, like, yeah. that, like, like that is what they did. Um, mm. And that is what like, you know, a lot of the, nameless terms for being trans that's mm. a lot of what are the people in the, in the like in the second half of the 18th century the second half of the 19th century and early part of the 20th century people who didn't even have any language right that's what they also right did in order right. to allow um you know or, or like maybe the language you had is like a female impersonator right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah really uh, another really fascinating like category right mm -hmm. and and so uh, it's it's I think it's really interesting living and then this is maybe connected to the transhumanism thing right um, and kind of living with the knowledge that like um, hopefully um, that what we are doing right now is kind of like speculative art or technology or social um, investigations into a future that will become maybe clearer and mm -hmm will render us obsolete. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. a good way to end, right? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry I got tuckered out there. That was awesome. No, no, no. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. It was also just lovely talking to you. Yeah, and I'd love to <laughs> talk again with or without the podcast. Oh yeah, same here. We definitely will. All right, so uh, um, I guess I guess oh, yeah. go follow Ava if people are still listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, so no thanks.com at Saint Somatic. Long I'll, I'll have these links everywhere. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, to end, to end, uh, I I do have some book racks in my head. Now. Oh hell yes, hell yes. So, like I said, Cecilia Vicuña. Um, and uh, Cecilia Vicuña, um, Black on Both Sides by Riley Snorton, um, Testo Junkie by Paul Di Preciado. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm kind of choosing to chart maybe like a, a, a history of like transness viewed as techno art. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, if people haven't, I mean, this is, this, some of this is obvious shit. <laughs> that probably everyone in the podcast has read, but um, like Donna Haraway's Cyborg Manifesto, 
Mm -hmm. It's a real great perspective on feminism and technology. Um, uh, Shula Smith's Firestone, Mm. uh, The Dialectic of Sex is a really interesting book. I'm not going to have unmediated recommendations for it, but there's a lot of really interesting things like um, her conception of like the future liberation of women um, right. is about actually developing technologies that allow uh, men to be able to bear children. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, oh my gosh. it's a really fascinating book. Um, and she's like a hardcore Marxist. Um, oh my gosh, yes. But will, also, but also with some opinions that are sketch. Um, <laughs> um, and then, um, and then the Xenofeminist Manifesto is also very interesting. Uh, yeah. That's like a, a chart, chart history of a thousand sexes balloon. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, and then, in terms of poetry, I mean, I, I, um, I briefly mentioned Never's work. I'm going to recommend that. Over Angeline North. Um, I, I feel like her collected Sea Witch is going to be coming out fight inside the castle. Oh, hell yes. Soon. That'll be exciting. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, now I'll just recommend some degenerate art I really love. Um, I, I really like, um, this is like comics and shit, but like. Um, yeah. Uh, Michael DeForge is very casual. Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean, he's really great, but very, very casual is really great. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big influence. And um, uh, I mean, I, I mean, the work of Douglas Kearney is crazy good. Like one of my mm-hmm. biggest, like in terms of visual art, Douglas Kearney is probably a huge influence in terms of his visual poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Sorry, this is like a long list of recommendations. But <laughs> You're I, fine. Gave me an hour to think. Um, and then like, oh, I'm forgetting the specific. Also, this is, a, this is a symptom of me being from the Midwest. Midwesterners never know how to say goodbye. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then finally, not, maybe not finally, but I'm trying to, oh yeah. Um, let me remember the name of it. Uh, uh, because I'm uh, because I teach writing, um, uh, what is it by Linda Barry? Mm. The last thing I'll recommend because that is nice. one of the. I really like that book because it is really about how everyone should have a right to make art. Anyway, hell yeah! Okay, I'll I'll write all these in the description. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I'm no. so sorry, everyone. No, 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 don't worry. Uh, I am going to have to say goodbye because I have to pee so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Goodbye. I'll I'll see you soon. We'll talk again. Yeah. Look at my website, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Bye, Sporzine. (laughs) Yes. I'd love to do that. Um, All right. All right. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.